And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr, and suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo. This your place, Carl? Yeah, what do you think? Really? It's really awful. But I have a lot of things that are on order. You know, credit trouble. Pay more attention to your schoolwork and listen to the radio. You always listen to the radio. It's different. Our lives are ruined already. The Whistler. This tape will self-destruct in five seconds. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hollywood 360. I'm Carl Amari. This is the radio show that presents the best in classic radio. This hour on Hollywood 360... I'll present a classic radio detective adventure of Nero Wolf, starring Sidney Greenstreet. And we'll hear a classic radio comedy adventure of Maisie, starring Anne Southern. But first, let me say hello to my co-host, Lisa Wolf. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Carl. Hey, it's good to see you. It's pretty good to see you. Yeah, uh, yeah. kind of. Yeah, it's been a week, so it has it's been. time. Yes, it is. Uh, how was your week? Oh, wow. Well, where do I begin, Carl? Yeah. <laughs> Cook anything for the kids or no? Um, Why do anything different, right? Just a little bit here and there. Yeah. Right. So they're not malnutrition. Bread and water, that's all I can afford on my salary of Hollywood 360. I I know. Actually, that's more than I can afford. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I uh, want to hear some classic radio? I think this is a, a relative of yours. Nero Wolf is Nero my Wolf. great, great, great grand uncle. Okay, very so cool. So, we have a, a close relationship. All right. Well, Nero Wolf was a fictional detective genius created in 1934 by Rex Stout. He was an armchair detective in the truest sense of the term. Wolf rarely left his house. Instead, his assistant, Archie Goodwin, would collect the facts and report back. Very popular radio series, Sydney Greenstreet. Played him on the radio, and we're going to hear an episode for you now. This is going back to November 17, 1950. It's called The Case of the Careless Cleaner. Here's part one of The New Adventures of Nero Wolf. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we take you to the most famous brownstone house in New York City, the one located at number 601 West 35th Street. Oh, Mr. Wolf. Mr. Wolf. Want something, Archie? Would you be interested in taking on a case involving a woman who was found stabbed to death in one of New York's fancier men's clubs? Can't you see I'm already occupied, Archie? My Oncidium hybrid is ailing. But, sir, cash. C-A-S-H. Remember, you need it to live on? Well, you're actually learning to spell. You'd better learn to count. We're broke. Thank you, Mr. Goodwin. Now, if you'll just go away and stop interfering... Oh, just a minute. Yes, sir. On your way out, switch on the fan. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's that one and only man of moves. The most famous detective in modern fiction. That corpulent, orchid-raising, beer-drinking gourmet who also happens to be a genius. Rex Stout's incomparable Nero Wolfe, starring Mr. Sidney Greenstreet. Tonight... Nero Wolfe's long-suffering assistant, Archie Goodwin, tells us of the case of the careless cleaner. We didn't know Clay Michelson very well at the time, though Mr. Wolfe had hung one of the Michelson's paintings on the library wall. But then I guess we should have considered ourselves lucky not to have known him or his wife, Fila. Two weeks ago, they had a quarrel. Oh, Oh, Clay, darling, 
didn't expect you home so soon. I thought you were going to the museum to see the Van Goghs. I decided not to, Fila. Oh. Well, if you uh, plan to paint this afternoon, I'll get out of the studio. I want to run some errands anyway. Why don't you make your phone call from here, Fila? Phone call? Who is he, Fila? He? Who were you waiting for this afternoon? Please, Clay, don't start that jealousy routine again. Don't try to kid me. You're being stupid, Clay. I'm stupid, all right, but I'm getting wise pretty fast. I'm through, Fila. I've had enough. I'm leaving you. So stay out of my way and keep your boyfriend out of my way, too, whoever he is, or I'll kill him. Yes? What can I do for you? Uh, Sleepy. I want to have a drink and go to bed. I'm sorry, sir. The Garrison Club's a private establishment. No rooms available to the public. You think I'm drunk? Oh, no, sir. Why why do you suppose I came here? And I'm sure I wouldn't know, sir. I'll tell you why. I came here to see my old pal Lou Saunders. That's why. You know Mr. Saunders? Do I look? Look, I paint him, Lou sells him. Mr. Saunders is... Is your agent? I'm Clay Michelson. Just call Mr. Saunders. Clay, what in the world? Lou, tell this guy who I am. Well, I'm sorry, Mr. Saunders. It's all right, Mr. Martin. You see? Let's go have a drink. Yeah, yeah, sure, Clay. You know what, Lou? I left Fila. If I walked out on her. Is there something I can do, Mr. Saunders? Yeah, have someone fix a bed in the other room of my suite. Mr. Michelson will be staying with me. At least for tonight. Mr. Wolf? Yes, Ajim? It's Friday. Good. Fish for dinner, then. Nope. I was not referring to dinner. You were not? I can think of nothing more interesting at the moment. Oh, I can. My salary. Of course, according to the Julian canon. We're on the Gregorian, so let's stick to it. Today is Friday. Today, I get paid. Archie, there's a drop. Oh, don't exaggerate. You can't be getting the cold shutters just because I'm asking for my money. I can distinctly feel fresh air flowing into the room. Well, it's possible I might have opened a window six inches. You're insane. Shut it at once. Nope. Are you trying to blackmail me? Hmm, you think it might work? Never. Then the window stays open. You're fired. I accept your offer. All you have to do is pay up. I've hired you again. Oh, Mr. Wolf, you've cleaned out the bank balance again? Well, that is... <clears throat> well, had you seen those Miltonians... Would I have voluntarily given up my paycheck for them? Orchids are very beautiful, Mr. Wolf, but blondes are... The door, Archie. I am unemployed. Confound you, it may be a client, and if it is, and we can uh, extract the fee. You follow me, Archie? I'm already on my way to the door. Mr. Wolf, I've got to see him at once. Well, come in. Thank you. Mr. Wolf, this is... My name is Saunders, Mr. Wolf. We've met before. Yes, I remember. As a matter of fact, you sold me a painting of Michelson. Yes, well, that's why I'm here. It's about Michelson, Mr. Wolf, that I've come. Frankly, I... I think the man's about to go mad. He and his wife have split up and... and Uh, Such a splendid artist, too. A pity. I don't know what to do. He's drinking like a fish. For two weeks, I've been letting him live in part of my suite at the Garrison Club, but he's just steadily getting worse. I try a hospital. I can't. The publicity. Mr. Wolfe, Clay admired you so that time we all had dinner after the painting transaction. I I thought maybe you could talk to him. Maybe you could get him on his feet again. I'm not a doctor, Mr. Saunders. But I'm sure he'd listen to you. Excuse me a moment, Mr. Saunders. 
Here to speaking. Inspector Kramer. Uh, good evening, Inspector. Got a guy called Lou Saunders at your place? Garrison Club said he'd gone to your place. Yes, he's here. Well, see to it that he doesn't leave until I get there. I hardly do that, Inspector. I have no reason to detain Mr. Saunders. There's plenty of reason. It so happens a woman's just been murdered in his suite. Murdered? Yeah. A Miss Hilda Lundgren. What's happened? Now, will you hold him? Uh, do you know a Miss uh, Hilda Lundgren, Saunders? Hilda Lundgren? I've never heard of her. She seems to have chosen your suite to be murdered in. I'd better get right over there. Mr. Saunders says to tell you he'll be right over, Inspector. Now, listen, Wolf. Good day, Inspector. Murdered? Murdered in my suite? Mr. Wolf, you've got to come with me. Uh, Mr. Goodwin will accompany you after the formality of a retina, Mr. Saunders. Oh, anything you say. Here, here, I'll write a check. Good. Uh, Five hundred. Five hundred? Fine. My friend and assistant, Mr. Goodwin, will go with you. I have great confidence in his ability to bring back every detail of a murder, particularly where a woman's involved. Okay, you photographers, picnic's over for tonight. Pick up your stuff and get out of here. You sound real mean today, Inspector Kramer. Well, if it isn't Nero Wolf's favorite stooge. What are you doing here, Goodwin? I got bored with my knitting. Look, I wasn't asking for humor. I'm Louis Saunders, Inspector. Saunders? Ever seen that woman before? I... Yes. Yes, I believe I have. I can't remember where, but the face looks familiar. Mmm, lovely-looking woman. Blonde and really built. Well, she ought to look familiar. She's one of the cleaning women here at the club. She is? Cleaning? Well, since when have gals like this been reduced to cleaning floors? What's happening to the world? There ought to be a law. Yeah, there is. She was killed with a knife, or haven't you had time to notice? Uh, that's not a knife, Inspector Kramer. That, that's one of Clay's Chinese letter openers. He used... What was that? Well, nothing. Nothing at all. Yes, it is a strange knife. What were you saying, Mr. Saunders? I just, just said that that looked like one of the letter openers belonging to one of my friends. Who is this Clay? Clay Michelson, the artist. But you can't possibly think he'd do a thing like this. I think everybody did it until we know otherwise. When were you last up here, Mr. Saunders? Me? Why, just a little while ago. I changed my clothes just before I went to see Mr. Wolfe. She wasn't here then? Well, I don't know. I didn't come into this room, just in my part of the suite. Your part? Who occupies this room? Mr. Michelson has been staying with me. Strange wound, no blood. What do you think you are, Goodwin, a medical examiner? Oh, but I Yeah, want... yeah, yeah, the killer probably wiped the blood away. Saunders, have you any idea where your artist friend might have run off to? I haven't seen Clay all afternoon. He spends a lot of time down in the bar. Well, he'd hardly may... sit in a bar if he's killed somebody. But... Why would he pick on the cleaning woman? Oh, this is no ordinary cleaning woman. Get a load of that figure. Watch She's... it, Goodwin. Watch it. You're liable to stretch your brain. But you're wrong. In spite of everything, Clay's still terribly in love with his wife. He he, he wouldn't... Oh, uh, hello. Where did you get in? Yeah, who's this? Clay. We're your friends, Lou. They won't serve me any more liquor down at the bar. I gotta find my flask. Mr. Michelson, may I introduce you to Inspector Kramer of the police? Who's this guy, Lou? He's Nero Wolf's assistant. Wolf? Police? Well, what do you all want? Somebody park overtime? Where's my flask? The one with my initials. I just bought it this morning. Mr. Michelson, do you know that somebody was murdered here in your room? 
Murder? Why don't you guys go away and joke with somebody else? Where's my flash? You better get hold of yourself. I said there's been a murder, understand? You serious? Yep. And I wouldn't be surprised if Inspector Kramer here considers you top suspect. Me? They think I did it? You better pull yourself together, Clay. Yeah, because I got a lot of questions. Excuse me, the phone. Now sit down, Mr. Saunders. I'll answer it. Hello? This is Fila. Who is this? This is Inspector Kramer. Hello? Hello? Hmm. Who is Fila? Anyone know? Well, that's my wife. Your wife? I, I want to speak to her. Come back here, Michelson. Let me alone. You're not going anywhere. Now stay back there. You're wrong, Inspector. I am going somewhere. Junior's got a gun. Yes, Inspector. You should be more careful about your gun when you shove people. Now, look, Mr. Michelson. I'll I would see want... Mr. Wolf myself. Stay back, Inspector. You haven't got a chance. We'll nab you before you get a block away. Well, then I'll just jerk these phone wires. <laughs> and I'll lock the doors. That should hold you long enough. Good night. Yeah, Wolf speaking. Wolf Kramer. Indeed. Clay Michelson may be on his way over there. Hold him until I get there. Hold him? Why? Not more than ten minutes ago, he held me up at the point of a gun. He carries a gun? It was my gun. <laughs> Careless of you, Inspector. Ah. Goodbye. <laughs> Come in. Mr. Wolf? Yes. My name is Clay Michelson. Yes, I was rather expecting you. You've got to help me. They think I murdered someone. You shouldn't have run away from the police. I, I've been drinking a lot, but, but I wouldn't murder anyone. Feel it, tell you that. Your way. Was she the model in that painting of yours I purchased? What difference does that make? I tell you, they're after me for murder. You obviously love your wife deeply at the time you painted her. Oh, here you are, Mr. Wolf. It... Michelson. Clay. Good Lord, man. The police are on their way over here. He came for my help, Mr. Saunders. Oh, I'm glad he did, Mr. Wolf. But we left Inspector Kramer talking from a phone booth. He'll be here any minute. And we have only a minute to decide why anyone would want to kill a cleaning woman. I didn't kill anybody. She was a beautiful woman, Mr. Wolf. I gathered that, Archie, from your unusual interest in the case. She was stabbed with a letter opener from Mr. Michelson's house. Which might add, Mrs. Michelson, to our suspect list. Feel her. You can't suspect Fila. You're very gallant to Michelson. Just how was this beautiful young cleaning woman, this Miss Lundgren, stabbed? Um, in the heart. Her eyes were wide open, pupils dilated with shock. And Details I... later, Archie. Kramer will be here shortly. The moment I would like to know where everyone was. Well, Mr. Saunders was here with us, you remember. I don't know where Mrs. Michelson was, but I could go see her and find out. No, it won't be necessary, Archie. Mr. Magazine, where were you? Me? Why, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I can't seem to remember. It's hardly what we would call helpful. I, I was drunk. Maybe, maybe I went to Fela's. I've been over there lots this week trying to talk to her. Yet I, I must have gone over there. Have you ever seen the murdered woman before? No, I never saw her before in my life. I've seen her before, Mr. Wolf. Indeed, Mr. Saunders. I seem to remember your earlier statement to the contrary. Well, uh, I didn't know her name, but when I saw her, I remembered her. I understand she was quite an alcoholic. Hmm. Unfortunate woman. Beautiful. And... 
Uh, look who's here, Inspector Kramer. Oh, here you are, Michelson. And as usual, you didn't have the courtesy to ring the bell, Inspector. And give you a chance to get this guy out of here? Nothing doing, Wolf. Now, come on. We're going to headquarters. Mr. Wolf, you can't let him take me. I didn't do it. I'm afraid there's not much I can do about it, Mr. Michelson. Come on. You come along too, Saunders. I got to get a statement from you. Of course. This way. Come on. Well, all right. I just got an angle. Really, Archie? Sure, it's simple. Saunders been going for this beautiful cleaning babe. Clay worms in. Saunders kills her. Perhaps there was jealousy somewhere in this case, Archie. Yeah, Wolf speaking. Mr. Wolf, this is Fela Michelson. You don't know me, but you once bought a painting from my husband. I've got to see you, Mr. Wolf. You've got to help me. Mrs. Michelson, have some of this delicious beer. Another can, Archie. And now, Mrs. Michelson, may I ask how you found out there was a murder in the first place? A policeman came to see me. He told me what had happened, that they were looking for Clay. I don't know what to think. He's temperamental, he's jealous, and he's sometimes violent, but I can't imagine anything like this. Not Clay. Maybe some of those friends of his, but... You uh, don't care for your husband's friends? No. They all live off him. They're leeches. Mrs. Michelson, did your husband come to see you this afternoon? This afternoon? No. You're quite positive? Oh, yes. That was his alibi for the time of the murder. He said he went to see you. Of course, he was fuzzy, usual effect of alcohol on the brain cells, but... Uh... Uh, Mrs. Michelson, might I be a little indiscreet for a moment? Indiscreet? Have you been seeing some other man? I don't know what you're talking about. Please, Mrs. Michelson, I'm afraid your face gives away more than you tell. I thought we were here to talk about a murder, Mr. Wolf. Indeed, but your husband's jealousy might well fit into that category. Oh, Clay imagined things. You're a very beautiful woman, Mrs. Michelson. Now, if you will try telling me the truth, perhaps we can accomplish something. But I tell you... Uh... All right. So I thought I was in love with another man. Your husband suspected but didn't know, huh? No. Clay didn't know. He wouldn't have given me a divorce anyway. You sound as though you want your husband back. I did, but... I didn't even know where he went. Indeed, Mrs. Michelson. Archie informs me that the murdered woman was quite lovely. What are you trying to suggest? You said yourself you wanted your husband back. Yeah, one woman jealous of another, that's always murder. Why, that's stupid. Clay wouldn't play around with a maid. That's stupid. Clay loves me. I'm not jealous of anyone. No one, do you understand? Archie, if you'll see Mrs. Michelson home... Yes, sir. Thank you. I can find my own way. I'd prefer Archie took you, Mrs. Michelson. You wanted my help, didn't you? I... Uh, thank you. Thank you, Mrs. Michelson. If you will just wait outside for a moment, please. What have you got in mind, Mr. Wolf? Try exercising your own judgment just once, Archie. You mean she's the one who's jealous? Perhaps, Archie. Perhaps she may want us to think she was jealous. Perhaps she actually doesn't want her husband back at all, only to pin a murder on him. Oh. You see, in this case, it would be simpler than divorce. Yeah? Yeah, she might just be trying to get rid of him. She might, Archie. But then she's a woman, so don't count on anything. <laughs> she might even be telling the truth. This is where I live, Mr. Goodwin. Nice. Very nice. 
I like Greenwich Village. I'm trying to figure out why Mr. Wolfe sent you along with me. <laughs> I'm a sucker for beautiful women. <laughs> I wonder. Archie. Huh? Does Mr. Wolfe believe me? He hasn't made an official statement yet. Nice furniture and things. You sound like an appraiser or, or someone looking for something. That's because it's November. Mr. Wolfe sent you to search my apartment. You could be wrong. I don't... Oh. What's the matter now? Thought you said your husband hadn't been here today. He, he wasn't. And what's his flask doing among these papers on the desk? Very prettily decorated with his initials. He was looking for it at the club. Flask? I don't know what it's doing there. Yeah, sure. You're trying to help, Clay. Right into the electric chair. But... His only alibi was his being here this afternoon, and you said he wasn't. Then what is his flask doing here? He said he just bought it this morning, so he must have been here today. I don't know what you're talking about. Where's your phone? Well, you've got things wrong. I don't know anything about that flask. I... What? Hey, the lights... Who switched off those lights? Feel put those lights on. Put on those lights. Oh, oh, the lights are... Get to the lights. That flask... Gone. That's the first portion of the new adventures of Nero Wolf. Does this bring back memories for you of your great-great-great-great-grandfather? It's my great-great-great-great-granduncle. Oh, granduncle. Okay. Right. Case of the Careless Cleaner, November 17, 1950, and we'll have more of that in just a few moments. I want to remind all our listeners that we have a website. It's Hollywood360radio.com. Make sure you check it out. All kinds of things there, including a store with uh, tons and tons of classic radio, classic television for you to purchase either on CD, DVD, or digital download. Let's take a quick break, then it's more here on Hollywood 360. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Welcome back to Hollywood 360. We are ready to hear the conclusion of the new adventures of Nero Wolf. Nero Wolf speaking. Wolf, where's Vila Michelson? Vila, perhaps you might try the lost and found, Inspector. Now, look, I know she was over at your place. I thought you were interested in Clay Michelson. Well, I let him and Saunders go for the present. They're clean until I get the medical examiner's report. Oh, when will it be ready, by the way? An autopsy takes time, you know that. Where's the Michelson woman? I believe she had a date with Archie. Why do you want her? I'm sure it never dawned on you, Wolf, but this cleaning woman who was killed was some dish. Maybe Mrs. Michelson was the jealous one. Your thinking is beginning to bear an amazing resemblance to Archie's, Inspector. Also, it... Maybe never dawned on you that Fela Michelson hasn't offered an alibi for the time of the murder. Hmm. You're right, Inspector. Yeah, you are. Come on, Wolf. Quit stalling. Where's Fela Michelson? Hmm? What? Oh, I really don't know, Inspector. But perhaps as a last resort, of course, you might try her home. Good night, Inspector. Inevitable. The moment I'm comfortable. Come in. Mr. Wolf. Oh, thank heavens you're here. I always am. Where's Mr. Goodman? I don't understand how it happened. I swear I don't. What happened? I haven't got any idea how it got there. Got where? Calm down, Mrs. Michelson. I... Uh, now, just what got where? 
Clay's new flask. Your assistant, Archie. He, he came home with me, and that new initial flask was there. He thinks Clay was there this afternoon, and that I'm trying to frame him or something. Oh, here you are. She's here, therefore. This is our gal, Mr. Wolf. She's been lying right down the line. I tell you, Clay wasn't there. Then why did you give me this clout on the head and grab the evidence and run? I didn't. I didn't hit you. I ran, but I didn't hit you. And I didn't take that flask either. Oh, next thing she'll say, there wasn't any flask. Stop gaping at Mrs. Michelson, Archie, and open the door. Yeah, sure. Well, Mr. Wolf, they let Clay and me go for the... What are you doing here? After your visit this afternoon, Mr. Saunders, she decided to come down and see me. After my visit? What, what makes you think I was at Felix? It was Mr. Saunders, not your husband, who came to visit you this afternoon, wasn't it, Mrs. Michelson? I... I don't have anything to do with Mr. Saunders. Then might I ask why you called him today? I, I wasn't calling him. I was calling Clay. You told me earlier yourself that you didn't know where Mr. Michelson was. Well, I... All right. So what if it was Mr. Saunders who came this afternoon? As he has for many afternoons. What are you trying to get at, Mr. Wolf? Saunders? He and Feeler? Yes, Archie. Mr. Saunders, the artist's friend and agent, happens to be the one who was making a fool of the artist. But that's all over. I told him. That's what I was talking to Mr. Saunders about this afternoon. I didn't want Clay to know. Clay would never have come back. All right, so it was Feeler and me. I admit it, but that's not murder. I suggest that it is, Mr. Saunders. I suggest that one of you two murdered the cleaning woman. Whichever one of you carelessly left a whiskey flask in Feeler's apartment. This is murder, Mr. Wolf. Not a joke. Not at all a joke. You see, our cleaning woman was not murdered by the knife found in her body. She was poisoned. Poisoned? Poison. Not by the knife? Poisoned. She undoubtedly drank from Michelson's flask while she was working in his room at the garrison club. She was stabbed. True. However, Miss Lundgren was an alcoholic. Saunders mentioned that, and I checked with the club manager. But how does that prove there was poison in the flask? That she was poisoned? Archie, would you mind repeating your description of the dead Miss Lundgren? First, uh, as to the wound. Okay. There was no blood. Someone advanced a fantastic theory about wiping the blood away. And now, Archie, the description of the body of Miss Lundgren. I mentioned the fact that her eyes were wide open... The pupils were dilated. Uh, hey, dilated pupils? Yes, Archie. The lack of blood had already made me wonder about the entire affair. When you added the dilated pupils... What's special about dilated pupils? In death, that is a common symptom of poison by a certain vegetable drug of considerable potency. But what was the point of stabbing her? The poison did the job. However, the killer later used the letter knife in an effort to deceive the police. However, he unhappily forgot that the dead don't bleed. I think you're guessing, Mr. Wolf. Am I? All I can say is that I was at the pool in the early afternoon. Hmm. You're very certain you were at the club pool and the murder was committed, Mr. Saunders? Certainly. From one until three. Excuse me, please. Wolf speaking. Inspector Kramer, medical examiner's report just came in this minute. And get a load of this wizard. The dame didn't die of stabbing at all. I know. You, you know? She died of drinking a fatal dose of poison known as deadly nightshade. What? How do you know that? Inspector, do they know what time she died? Time? The medical examiner says 2.30. Thank you, Inspector. Oh, incidentally, if you care to drop over here, you may pick up the murderer. 
Goodbye. I heard him, Wolf. She died at 2.30. As I told you, I was in the pool at 2.30. Which is exactly how you prove yourself a murderer, Mr. Saunders. Oh, I prove myself... Even the police didn't know what time she died. Until just now. And the body wasn't found until the evening. How did you know she died between one and three? I, I, I didn't know, but... You I... probably were at the pool at the time. The maid drank the poisoned whiskey. You put in the flask of your friend Clay Michelson. I tell you, you're crazy. You planned to get rid of Clay, who stood in the way of your marrying Fila. When you came back to your room at three and found that the maid had drunk it instead... You stabbed her with Clay's letter opener to cover up the real cause of the murder and throw suspicion on Clay. Oh, this is nonsense. Ridiculous. And then, when you learned that the woman for whose love you were willing to commit murder was through with you, you took Michelson's new flask to Fela's home, confident that it would be found there. Yes, and then he attacked me and stole that flask again in order to make it look like Fela had done it. Exactly, Archie. Mr. Saunders, the chances are that your fingerprints will be found on that whiskey flask. And they'll be able to trace the poison to wherever you purchased it. The chances oh, are... Oh, no, you don't. Careful now, all of you. Guns bore me, Saunders. Oh, yeah? I'm leaving. You are not... Clay! Clay! Yes, Mrs. Michelson, your husband has been there for some time. Clay, are you all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm all right. Well done, Mr. Michelson. I think you proved that an artist's life may indeed be exciting. I have been an awful fool, Mr. Wolf. Mr. Michelson, you might remember for the future that unreasoning and unjustifiable jealousy sometimes creates the very conditions that it fears. You're being very kind to me, Mr. Wolf. How can we ever thank you? By prompt remittance of your check on receipt of my bill in the morning. <laughs> Good day, Mr. and Mrs. Michelson. Good day, Mr. Wolf. Good day. What's the matter with Archie? You look glum. Yeah. I always have the lousiest luck. Meaning? A hectic case with two beautiful dames. Michelson gets one, the undertaker gets the other, and what do I get? Hey, that reminds me. You got a fee. I get paid. <laughs> You have been listening to The New Adventures of Nero Wolf, starring Sidney Greenstreet. Tonight's transcribed story was written by Cheryl Hendricks and based on the famous characters created by Rex Stout. This is an Edwin Fadiman program, produced and directed by J. Donald Wilson. In the cast were Larry Dobkin as Archie Goodwin and Betty Lou Gerson, Howard McNear, Dan O'Herlihy, Vic Perrin, and Bill Johnstone. Don Stanley speaking. Next, Sam Spade. Later, William Bendix on NBC. And that's The New Adventures of Nero Wolf, November 17, 1950, with The Case of the Careless Cleaner, starring Sidney Greenstreet, is heard on NBC. Hope you enjoyed that. Lisa, you like the detectives, right? I do. You like the detectives or you like the comedies more? Yep. I like. I can like, like more than one. It doesn't have to be one or the other. You don't does really it? like the westerns, though. No, I'm not nah. a, a western kind of a gal. But your dad, Mr. Matanki, is. He yeah, likes well, the westerns. You know, and that's why you play all different things because there's all different folk. What out about there. sci-fi? You like that? Because you're kind of from outer space. I am, and I kind of like. You're like an alien. 
Yeah, well, you took up space. This is so. true. I, yeah, when I was in college, I, that's I, what I did. I took I know, up space. I know that one. I am a big fan of the Twilight Zone. Okay. Um, but sci-fi in general, not necessarily, but, you know, there's always War of the Worlds and Twilight and, and things that are really it's uh, War intriguing. of the World. Excuse me. War of the World. There's only, there's one, only one world only and one I'm world. in it. That's right. Well, you like the comedies, and we have one for you now. Anne Southern, I know you like Anne Southern. She played Maisie uh, in the movies, and then they brought it to radio, which is very cool. And she had uh, a very popular series that MGM syndicated. And we have an episode for you now of The Adventures of Maisie from March 9, 1950. It's called A Barber Shop on a Horse. Here's Anne Southern as Maisie. Hiya, babe. Say how about a little... Ouch. Does that answer your question, buddy? The Adventures of Maisie, starring Anne Southern. You all remember Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer's famous Maisie pictures. In just a moment, you'll hear Maisie in radio, starring the same glamorous star you all went to see and loved on the screen, Anne Southern. And now here's Anne Southern as Maisie. Yep, I'm Maisie, like fella said. Maisie Revere. When I was just a kid, I had to leave school to help support the family. My old man was the superstitious type. He wouldn't work any week that had a Tuesday in it. So naturally, I always hungered for a real formal schooling. And finally, my dream came true. Today is graduation day. Gosh, I'm nervous. There on the platform is Professor McVicker handing out the diplomas. When the professor called out my name and asked me to come up for my diploma, I was so excited I almost swallowed my gum. Maisie Revere? Yes, honey. Uh, I mean, Professor. Miss Revere? Yes. As a reward for your conscientious efforts, those long, grueling hours of study, this institution awards you its highest badge of merit. Your diploma. Oh, gee. Now, raise your right hand and repeat after me. I? I? Your name, please. Your name, please. Oh, I mean, Maisie Revere. I promise never, by word or action, to violate the sacred trust with which I have been endowed. So do I. Uh, uh, Miss Revere, it gives me no pleasure whatsoever to present you with this diploma. Oh, gee, thanks, Professor. Golly, just think, now I'm a full-fledged manicurist. Now, um, what barber shop do I go to work at, Professor? Miss Revere, I'd like to recommend you to the shop where I get my nails done. You would? Yes, I'd like to, but I can't. Oh. You have graduated to the very bottom of your class. Mm. This institute demands perfection before we can recommend you to a barber shop. After all, you did flunk hangnails. Mm. And your half-moon instructor tells me you handled the cuticle pusher like a snowplow. Well, I did get four out of five correct on the daily manicuring exams, and the student I worked on said I should get an A for speed. Oh, really, Miss Ritter? Which student was that? Oh, uh, there she is out there, the one with the bandage on her hands. Yeah, uh, yes. Well, well, now, here's the name of a barber shop that might need the services of a capable... of a manicurist. Oh, huh. Joe's Tonsorial Parlor. Oh, gee, thanks, Prof. It isn't a large shop, mind you, Miss Revere. Only two chairs and a copy of Esquire. But Joe might be interested in putting you on. Oh, gosh, Professor, you're a sweetheart. I don't know how to show my gratitude. Well, Miss Revere, there is a way. Should anybody ask you at what school you learn manicuring... Yes? Do us a great favor and don't tell them. Uh, goodbye and good luck, Miss Revere. <laughs> Thank you. 
Hello, Joe's Thonsorial Parlor and Shaving Solarium. Put your face in our hands. Joe speaking. Hello, this here is Nick the Boogie speaking. Is Steve the Barber there? Ah, uh, sure. Steve, there's somebody on the phone for you. What's he want? What do you got? Well, tell him I'm busy. It, put down that racing form and answer the phone. It's Nick, your bookie. Oh. I told you lots of times to ask him not to call you during business. Hey, look, Joe, someday a horse of mine will come in and then you'll be working for little Stevie. Ah. Give me that phone. Hello, Nick. Hi, Steve, Nick. When I get thrown your door away on the day. Laughing water in a second. Two bucks on the nose. Got the dose, Stevie. Oh, gosh, you know me, Nick. Mm-hmm. Got the dose, Stevie. Oh, don't worry, Nick. I'll have the dough for you if I have to get it honestly. Now, you just stop around. If I'm out to lunch, I'll leave the dough for you. Okay, sucker, I'll be there. So long. Now, Joe, how about a buck and a half, huh? Oh, no. Oh, you'd loan a measly piece of change like that to somebody you know, wouldn't you? Yeah, sure I would, stranger. Oh, I'll pay it back tomorrow. That nag's coming in, I tell you. So is Mr. Hotchkiss. I still owe him $52 on these barber chairs. And all I got is 35 bucks. I got troubles, too. Where am I going to get the other, uh, uh, fifth, uh the, uh, the rest of the money? Look, I'm telling you, Joe, it's a cinch. Two bucks on laughing water and we'll be sitting on air. Yeah, so will the customers. If Mr. Hotchkiss don't get his money today, he's taken out the chairs. Um, good morning. I'd like to see you. Well. Hi, babe. What's cooking? Looks like you are. There's steam coming out of your eyes, buddy. I'd like to see Joe, the boss. Are you it? No, little Stevie don't like responsibilities. I'm as free as a breeze. Well, why don't you blow? All I'm interested in is the boss man. Is he around? Uh, Joe's right in front of you. Where? Look down. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, um, Mr. Joe, I'm Maisie Revere. Hi. Uh, well, they told me at the school from which I have just graduated from which that you might have some use for a manicurist. I'm sorry, Maisie. We don't need a manicurist. We already outnumber the customers two to one. Hey. Uh... Hey, wait a minute, Joe. There's a man looking in the window. Maybe he can be converted into a customer. Yes, sir. What can I do for you, sir? Shave, haircut, mud pack, massage, shampoo? I'm just looking. Oh, well, uh, why don't you come over here where you can get a closer look? Sun lamp, shoe shine, facial, singe? No. Manicure? Sure. <laughs> do I get the job, Joe? Oh, oh go, go right ahead, Maisie. This is the first customer we've had all week. Oh, thanks, boss. Now, sir, will you sit down, please? Sure. What are you doing tonight, sister? Tonight? Yeah. Taking my judo lesson. <laughs> Any other questions, mister? Hey, well, in that case, I'll, I'll just have a, a manicure. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> now, let's see. How do I start again? Oh, now, look, miss, oh, I was only... Oh, don't tell me. I'll remember I... in a minute. Oh, yeah. First, I gotta file your nails. Give me your hand. Hey, miss. Yeah. Don't you think I better take off my gloves first? Oh, yeah, yeah. I I just thought you'd like to keep mine while I did your nails because it's so cold in here. <laughs> well, here I go again, mister. Wish me luck. All finished, Mr. Perkins. Come back again soon after the scars heal. <laughs> sure. It was worth everything just having my paws held by 
by such a doll. <laughs> Bye, miss. Goodbye, Harry. Gee, what do you know? Harry gave me a dollar and a half tip. A dollar and a half? Say, Maisie, could No. You... A smart girl, Maisie. Don't listen to that Lindlaus. He's trying to chisel enough to bet on a horse in the fifth race. It's running in the second race. I'm talking about when it comes in. Well, Joe, hmm? am I hired permanent? <laughs> You're hired. Good. Now, how about lunch? Hey, it's a good idea. I'm starved. Oh. Look, you watch the shop, Maisie. In, in case a man comes to collect a bill while I'm gone, give him the $35 in the cash register. It's a sort of a part payment on these two barber chairs, see? I'd like to make it more, but uh, things ain't been so good. Well, don't worry. I'll take care of it. No, Maisie, you must be starved. You go out to lunch. I'll stand guard over the money. Ah, oh, no. You don't leave a rabbit loose in a field of lettuce. <laughs> Bye, Maisie. Bye, boss, and hurry back. I got a dollar and a half of lunch to eat. Come on, Steve. If you want to watch something, watch me eat. But gosh, Joe, I should wait for Nick. He's coming in for that two-dollar bet on laughing water. Come on, come on. I'm saving you money. <laughs> Morning, sir. Well, well, something new has been added. Yeah, I'm the manicurist. Anything I can do for you today? Uh, I mean, besides that, we got a special on haircuts. Seventy-five cents or two for a dollar and a quarter. No, thanks, baby. I don't have two heads. Hmm. You could have fooled me. Well, maybe a manicure while you're waiting for the barbers to come back from lunch. Oh, some other time, gorgeous. Right now, I'm strictly business. I'm here to pick up some money. You? Yeah. Oh, oh, you're the man I've been waiting for. Hmm. Lots of dames tell me that sugar. Lots of them. No, I mean the man he told me to give the money to. Here you are. Thirty-five dollars. Thanks, baby. Here's your receipt. I did... Thirty-five dollars? Yeah, well, he said he'd like to make it more, but, well, uh, you know how it is. Yeah, yeah, I know. Poor Jack's been losing his shirt. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm here, I'm sure he'll do much better. Hmm, pretty sure of yourself, ain't you, sister? Well, I should be. Getting four out of five right every day ain't bad. What if I think it? Four out of five every day? Say, that's a terrific average. Well, all my teachers thought so, too. Teachers? Hmm? At the school. School? Hmm? You mean they got a school now where they teach you how to make a living at it? Well, certainly. There's no guesswork about a thing like that. It's a science. Yeah. So I hear. The only one I lost out on was hangnails. Oh, hangnails, huh? Mm-hmm. Scratched. Sure, what else? Gosh, baby, you're terrific. Well, uh, go to scram now. See you later. Oh, hey, wait a minute. You forgot my receipt. Oh, sure, sure. For the 35 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Here you are. So long. So long. Hmm. He signed it laughing water. That's funny. He didn't look like an Indian to me. And that's the first portion of The Adventures of Maisie from March 9th, 1950. All right. We'll get back to that in just a few moments. And uh, make sure you go to our website, which is Hollywood360Radio.com. We have a podcast of this show 
Uh, every single show is podcast on our homepage just a couple of days after we broadcasted. The full four-hour show plus a bonus hour of classic radio. So just go to Hollywood360radio.com. Let's take a quick break. Then it's more here on Hollywood 360. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Welcome back. I'm Carl Amari. Lisa Wolf to my right here. This is Hollywood 360. And we have a Facebook page that you want to talk about, We've right, We've always had a Facebook page. We are just hoping that you would go to our have Facebook page. Have we always had one? Always since before we were born. We've really? had a Hollywood 360 radio Since you were Facebook a twinkle page. in your daddy's eye. And you. Right. Back in, what, 1930-some when we were? 18. 1830-something with the horse and carriages. We have a Facebook page, Hollywood 360 Radio, and we'd love it if you'd like us. And we always post our schedule on there each week prior to our show. Go on there, check out our schedule, and we would be so happy to get any suggestions or recommendations from you as to what you'd like us to play each week. All right, so. we'll do that. We'll absolutely play what you want to hear. Okay, uh, that's Hour 1. We'll see you for Hour 2 here when we uh, tune into the conclusion of Maisie plus Dr. Christian from 1938. Stick around.